0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is going to be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that, jerk with the back. in the
1: house
0: Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member of MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writerofmavs.com, riding on the road to another victory. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, I'm going to tell you right now, our
1: friendship is on the line. Because if you make another old joke about Vince Carter on Twitter, I'm coming to Florida. (laughs) Don't you dare crack any joke about Vince Carter. (laughs) This is the holy grail of sports for me, and you know this.
0: Yeah, you can go to my Twitter at Nick Van and you can find an, an excellent joke about Vince Carter, and he had a reaction to the game tonight, and I made a joke about it. So go go and look at that joke.
1: I almost didn't do the podcast tonight. So frustrated. Not true, <laughs> because we won again. But still, our the, friendship was put to the test. <laughs>
0: so, so tonight, what we're talking about is another Mavericks win. The Mavericks are now 15 and 11. They beat the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Uh, 114 to 107. It didn't feel like it was going to be a win <laughs> had, uh, many points during this game. We just felt like neither team really wanted to win. So we'll talk about that game. And of course, every, every home game and maybe even away games, whenever, whenever it's applicable, we're going to do said says it's a new segment. The people want it. The raccoon squad wants it. They want to hear said says. And so, uh, let's do a little <laughs> teaser. This is a te- I have, I have three clips, four clips. This is the first one of said says tonight. And uh, this is the first one, Isaac said. Actually, this is Cedric Sabalos. He's on the the pre and post game for the Mavericks. And this is something said said. But if you make your easy shots, it makes the game a lot easier, especially playing against the Hawks. But if you make your easy
1: shots, it makes the game a lot easier, especially playing against
0: the (laughs) Hawks. If you make your easy shot, it's, it makes the game a lot easier.
1: <laughs> that that's a pretty good advice for the game.
0: It's good stuff, and and you know what, Isaac, it's a hundred percent true.
1: It is, yeah. It does make things easier if you make the easy shot.
0: Make the easy shots; it's going to be easier. Oh my gosh, good stuff from Seth. So we'll talk about that and. Uh, yeah, and then we'll talk about the uh, the Suns. The, the Mavericks are playing the Suns on Thursday night. If you're listening to this on Thursday, which most of you should be, they're playing the Suns. They're probably going to be without Devin Booker, so that'll be interesting. We'll talk about that game, and uh, that's what we're talking about today. All right, Isaac, the Atlanta Hawks. Tell me, you were there in person tonight. Tell me what stood out to you. Did anybody you know stand out? What did Trey Young look like in person? What were What was your takeaway from seeing the team in person?
1: Uh well yeah, this is my first time seeing Trey Young uh in person and wow, he is tiny. <laughs> I mean, um tiny tiny. <laughs> I I was yeah, I was kinda of surprised. I mean you knew you see measurements and stuff, but it's like we always say, like the small players and the super tall players. When you just see him in person it's just a tad bit different. And yeah, seeing Trey Young in both I'm like, whoa, like uh I know you're small, bro, but I didn't know you were that small. So even Jalen Brunson looked bigger than him. Um, J.J. Bray gave him a run for his money. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I enjoy the Hawks coming to town because, one, uh, a couple of different people. Melvin Hunt, who was assistant coach last year for the Mavericks, um, love that guy personally as a coach and everything. And uh, it's good for him to be back in Dallas. wish he was still here. And then obviously Vince Carter's here, so Vince just is Vince Carter to me. So, uh, but no, it, it was, it was cool seeing, um, the Luca trey matchup in person. You could tell that the crowd really wanted it. Luca came out, uh, sporting a new, uh, fresh cut. So, uh, he was looking sharp with his fade. And, um, but yeah, that first uh, quarter to, uh, I didn't think it was very sharp at all. It was, I didn't really enjoy the whole first half, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I didn't get to watch the first half, so I did not enjoy it either. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get to enjoy it. but So, I mean, the real story of this game really comes down to the Mavericks and the Hawks going back to back and forth. Nobody, It didn't seem like anybody wanted to win. They were both shooting like 47, 46% or something like that, uh, kind of hitting the threes, not really. Just going back and forth. And then in the third quarter with seven minutes and 58 seconds left, finally – Finally, Isaac, we are vindicated, and we get a Rick Carlisle ejection. He gets double text. He gets ejected. It's seven minutes and 58 seconds left in the third quarter, and life is finally breathed into this game, at least a little.
1: Yeah, he obviously wanted it. I mean, this was a classic toss-me-out ref. I mean, there is mad Rick Carlisle that you see sometimes, but I don't – like. I wouldn't say Rick Carlisle was, like, that mad when he got tossed that time. He wasn't – I mean, from the world-class lip-reading, uh, he didn't look like he was uh, using a ton of uh, profanity uh, when he was talking about blowing the whistle. <laughs> whistle, Nick. He was talking about blowing <laughs> the whistle. And um, I saw your tweet. So – but anyway, yeah, I mean, I I think this is a classic. Toss me out. My, my team's playing sucky. Taught me to get uh, get the crowd going, get the team going, and it didn't look like it worked at first. But then I think it it actually did work, and I think it I think it worked with the crowd first, and then that kind of bled into the team.
0: Yeah, from that point on, the Mavericks outscored the Hawks by 13. Uh, they outscored them 57 to 44, so it worked for the game. Um, the Ma- that's when the Mavericks really took their lead, and the, you know from that point on. Um, if you t- if you take a look at it from you know the third quarter that that time to the end of the third quarter they outscored them by nine twenty four to fifteen so they went on runs at that point and they went on that they went on a run and were able to to hold it basically because the Hawks man they just if Trey Young isn't going if he isn't you know doing everything for them and even more so they just they don't have anything they can't get anything going they just don't have enough playmakers.
1: What you don't you don't like
0: Ginger Clay? He's he's my guy now.
1: Oh y'all! come on. Get out of here.
0: He's my I I got to stick up for my redhead athletes. Do you really classify yourself as a redhead? Yeah, I have my whole life. I was I was much more of a redhead growing up than I am right now currently, but Okay. I was. I
1: thought you had like brownish blonde hair.
0: I, I, I have lots of different colors in my hair and nobody knows what to call me. But I was a redhead when I was a little kid, so seeing a redhead athlete always excited me. Andy Dalton has been a disappointment, but that is that was a that was a big thing oh, for oh. me. <laughs>
1: um are you a fan of her game?
0: I mean he's kinda like, I mean, he's like a clay light, right? Oh, light ain't even a word. Like great value
1: <laughs> ain't even the word. He's like Walgreens clay like
0: wow ginger shots at walgreens
1: i i don't even know like 99 cent store clay um i don't even know somebody said, tweeted at me and said aldi clay
0: <laughs> no aldi's <laughs> aldi's who, clay who, is,
1: who who is farther off herder to clay or trey to step
0: oh i mean herder to clay
1: okay I think they're pretty like even the duo, you can say this is like the the I don't know, the, the Walgreens duo of Steph and Clay, you know, like the fact that I can't look at that backcourt and not think about Atlanta like actively trying to in, in like report like there's actual reports on this that they're trying to build a Golden State like resemblance team. And I'm like I mean, I couldn't, don't, don't get me wrong, I could eat my words on the Trey Young hurt or stuff, but um, I don't, I just don't know about
0: that. I mean, they, their games resemble those guys, that their style of play sort of resembles those guys. And uh, a lot of people, when you, you compare players to a, a really great player like Stafford Clay, you're like, oh, why would you put that on? Even Kevin Durant in his podcast with Bill Simmons today was saying, why, why do you compare, you know, Zion to Charles Barkley? Like, why do you even do that to that kid? Well, it's, it, a lot of times I feel like it's not we're trying to say he's gonna be this you know multiple time All Star potential MVP kind of guy. We're just saying that that's the style of play that he plays after, and so I think that's what what people are saying with Trey Young and Steph, Kevin Herter, and Clay. At least that's that's the way I take it. Is I want to be able to compare a player to a player in the league, a comparable player in the league that I know how their game is. And Trey Young and, and Kevin Herter, I think it's still I think it's still fine to say Trey Young plays like you know Steph Curry.
1: Uh, I don't like to say that. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be, like, buzz. I like, I actually like both – of like, I think Mavs fans give Trey Young a unfair, you know, hate because of the whole deal. I, I think Herter will be fine. Like, I, I don't mind him as a player. I just – when Clay and Steph are brought up, that, that's when I laugh. And the fact that Atlanta rolls out Herter as their main defender on Luka at the beginning – I'm like, okay, this rivals like this rivals Boston rolling out Kyrie. They might as well might as well just put Trey Young on him. But um, you know, it's not. I mean, they, he didn't like attacking it every single time, and he actually had a few defensive possessions on Luca that was quite well. I mean, yeah, he did quite well. And so, um, but yeah, I would say this is not the only the only thing in the first half. Harrison Barnes started off three for three uh, from behind the arc, and I just thought he started off on five. I thought he played a pretty well overall game, anyway.
0: Yeah, he uh, he played pretty well tonight, and he hasn't been playing well. The last couple of games, he, he's just not looked that great. Uh, last game against Orlando, I guess he was pretty good, but against the Rockets and the Pelicans and the Blazers, if you go back those three games, he just had a pretty rough stretch. Uh, and that's the next episode of our uh, Said Says. It brings me to that. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more and, say, and figure out what Says Says. All right, Isaac, so we mentioned Harrison Barnes. We're going to talk about him a little bit and talk about his play, but this is something that Cedric Sabalos said about about Harrison Barnes today. This is at first you're going to hear the voice of Dana Larson talking about Harrison Barnes and explaining how he's been playing well, and then you hear Cedric Sabalos.
1: And Harrison Barnes getting this crowd fired up. He started out firing away three for three right out of the gates from long range. Hey. With 25 on the night, Uh, I believe it is his seventh game with at least 20. The maps are six and one. When he goes over next month, well, this is the price you pay for going over to China early and messing up your timing and
0: schedule. You get an opportunity to play a lot of home games, and uh, Adam Silver has put this team together, this this schedule together to master this moment right here. (laughs) Okay, so there's a lot to break down in that. There's a lot to break down in that clip. First of all, Isaac, tell the people why you're laughing so hard at what said, just
1: said. <laughs> I haven't heard this yet, so it's a funniest thing. I <laughs> said, said over the past couple of weeks is still bringing up China, uh, the, trip, the trip to China in the preseason. And, um, I just, I thoroughly enjoy it when he brings up China.
0: So, but the biggest part about that is that they're talking about the play of Harrison Barnes and how he started out slow in the season, and then he he came along and he now he's been playing better. And he says he says this is the price you pay for going over to China. And get, Harrison Barnes didn't go to China. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Barnes did not did not travel with the team to China. So that made me laugh. And then he's then he slips at the end. And he says that Adam Silver put the team together. <laughs> put your uh, put put your tinfoil hats on. Conspiracy theory time. Adam Silver is the reason why Luka Doncic is a Dallas Maverick.
1: Whoa! Yes. Whoa! Whoa. That's just broke news. No, we laughed about the China name because, like, at the time, a lot of people, it's the story every single year. Whatever two teams go to China, they come back, and they're lethargic, they're just super... Yeah, they're tired. They usually start slow to the season. And so we laugh about it because we're obviously like over 20 games in the season. And um, that's a long way. It's been a while since they've been to China and uh, it's still being brought up. It's, it's Harrison.
0: Yeah, and, and Harrison Barnes didn't even go to China. So <laughs> that's what makes that funny. But what did you see from Harrison Barnes tonight? Like Dennis said, anytime he goes over 20 points, the Mavericks are 6 and 1. And, uh, man, he just, he's just shooting the ball. Well, he was five of eight from three point line tonight. He was five of 10 against Orlando the other night. He's uh he's just shooting really well. It just seems like he's shooting with a lot of confidence. And uh, what are you seeing from Harrison Barnes lately? Yeah. Well,
1: he said, Dana talked about it. Shout out to Dana. She's awesome. Like, uh, Chris Paul trying to tell her to get off the court the other day and I thought Madison was just going to go all, you know, all on Chris Paul for, uh, trying to tell Dana to get off the court. But, no, Harrison, it's just – when he can when he can get buckets as the second guy next to Luka, I think that's – it's one of the biggest things for the team because that second wing player alongside Luka, it's so important for Luka not only as a defender but as that, that secondary – I don't even want to say secondary because he led the team in scoring last year. But it's like sometimes when Luka's not scoring, it's, the team can feel stagnant at times, and especially with Dennis being out. You know, he's missed you know a few games for his wrist and stuff now. And you know, it's not like Jalen Brunson is a you know go-to score and stuff right now, and, and all that stuff. So they definitely need Harrison to be that guy. And you know, he's just shooting the ball so well. He started off the game, like I said, you know, shooting three for three from um, from behind the arc. So. Whatever he's doing, he's got to keep it up. But he's attacking. That, that's, that's what's good it's, you know, yeah. he attacks and it opens up to three more. And it was really it was him attacking the rim and really getting fouled on twice in the same possession that made Rick Carlisle just flip out, you know, and say blow the whistle about a thousand times and get tossed and all that stuff. Because everybody was just getting frustrated tonight. Like, the possession right before that, John Collins had pushed Harrison in the back underneath the goal, and Harrison was very upset about that. And the refereeing – well, I don't want to go down that whole route again. I feel like we've been talking about the refs a lot. Carlisle did it days. for us.
0: Carlisle did it for us.
1: He, he Yeah, that was uh, – we have been talking about Rick Carlisle getting ejected, and uh, it finally happened tonight. But, man, I just – and I don't even know if it was – like I thought the play on Luca at the end of the half, uh, where Bay- yeah, Kent Bazemore, like guys, we we gotta be real. Luca sold that, okay? Like Luca was really <laughs> um, trying to sell that, and I, and I was the, gonna. In the first, the first footage. camera,
0: the first camera angle looks like Alex Len sl- like spiked the ball right into Luca's face <laughs> you know, when you first see it from the <laughs> side. So if you're watching it at home, uh, so Luca went in for kind of his his floater thing, and Kent Bazemore fouls him. And Luca falls to the ground, and he's holding his arm, and he's he's laying on his side, and it just looks he looks ridiculous the way that it looked like Kent Bazemore just smashed him to the ground, and then uh then Alex Len swats the shot, and he swats it right down at the ground. He volleyball spikes it right next to Luca, and the camera angle from the broadcast made it look like he swatted it right at his face. It made it look like he even hit him.
1: Yeah, it, that was it, – it, like, kind of barely clipped his face. And, like, baseball was going for the shot, like, block of So, it wasn't – yeah, I don't think it was anything intentional and, you know, whatever with that. But the the it just was inconsistent the whole night, the the officiating. On, really, I think both sides of the ball, I just think both teams were just kind of confused. Like, a lot of times with rest, you, you they kind of try to set the tone early whether it's going to be, a, like, a tight game, is it going to be, they're going to let you play, Uh you know, like, but there was just, it didn't feel like there was even a tone set, like, it was just all over the place, and you saw frustrations, really, from both teams, because at the end, I tweeted out the Oprah gif, but, like, at, at the end, it was just, like, I mean, it was, like, handing out Halloween candy, it just, all right, you get a tag, okay, cool, you, you're going to get a tag now, DeAndre and Trey Young, you know, they're just, like, you know, playing, just playing around, pushing each other, they get tagged, like, like all right cool just everybody's getting text now we're gonna call it like a super tight game and it, it was just weird
0: yeah it felt like it was a super tight game to begin with then it was loose and then it was tight again And <laughs> it kind of just threw everyone off like, what are we doing what's is, what is going on what are we allowed to do and what are we not allowed to do and that really affects the flow of the game i think guys get kind of you know they kind of shrink up and they don't really know you know what to do and uh yeah so the uh Man, uh, what did you think about Trey Young? His game. What do you think about the way that he played? Uh, he had he was eleven of twenty from the field, two of six from from three. He had twenty four points, ten assists, only two turnovers, and two steals. Um, so he had a pretty good game. He was plus one and a pretty good game stats wise. But what did you think seeing him out on the court and seeing him in person? No,
1: yeah, I thought he played well. And it, the thing with um, with Trey, you know, when he got hot, he has the confidence and he hit those two threes, and you're like, man, like, their, their bench was up. I think the second one gave him the lead, and you're like, okay. That second three, he kind of, like, eyed up Dwight Powell and just drained it right in his face. You're like, all right, those are two, like, good shots. Like, yeah, he, he's balling right now. Then he comes down and legit shoots a 35-footer that, like, clanks the backboard, and you're like, all right. Well, that's Trey Young, guys. Uh, see y'all. <laughs> that's, all, that's all she wrote right now. So – that that's where he's just gotta, heat check is one thing, but like, that type of heat check is when, I don't know, like when you've hit like five in a row and you're up by like fifteen, you know, like you don't come down and launch that shot. But I thought I thought he played good. I I think Trey Young is gonna be a, a good player in our league for a while. I just don't I don't think he'll be anywhere near Steph. And I I I don't he's not I don't he's not better than Luca now, and I don't think he ever will be. So, but. Yeah, I, th- I thought he played good. I, I like his playmaking, too. He's got really good vision. Um, the thing he got away with tonight is the fact that we had Brunson and where he – like his defensive – Um, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Lapse or his defensive deficiency?
1: Yeah, that. That it wasn't really exploited tonight because we have Brunson and, you know, it's not like we, you know, he was on Luca and stuff a lot. When he plays the bigger point guards of the world, like the Russell Westbrook's and stuff, then I mean, I, that's just, I mean, Westbrook's going to be rocking the cradle all night. So that that's that's a, he got away with that some tonight. And I actually liked Dallas put Dorian Finney-Smith on him a lot, and I thought his link did pretty well and like pretty good on on uh, on Trey, but Trey still got his points and stuff. So yeah, I thought I thought Trey Young played pretty good game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to see him. Uh the heat checks, man. That's just that's just his game. It it's not even a heat check really. It's just that that's in him. That's what he does. He just spots up from there from, from those distances. And he's hit him. I mean, we've seen him hit him in college. We've seen him hit him in the NBA now. But he uh this is something he does. Twenty shots. Um what do you think about your guy Vince Carter? Fourteen minutes tonight. I mean, he
1: did he did look older. It makes me sad. I don't like seeing that. Um, yeah, he had a couple he hit that one three and it's like he's the only away player in the entire league that I'll like cheer for and not like stand up, I'm not gonna do that, but on the inside I'm like, Oh good shot, man. I'm so happy for you. Uh but then he had a couple other shots, like one was just a straight air ball and the other one just brick completely and um yeah, I mean Vince is Vince at forty or forty one or whatever he's at now. He's gonna
0: be forty two in January.
1: I actually walked out with him and Justin Anderson tonight. Simbo! And uh yeah, I actually walked out without him tonight. It took everything inside of me. Um as a media person we have rules in which uh what we can and can't do. And uh you know that you know the memes of like ready to risk it all. <laughs> he was like, oh, he's ready to risk it all. That that was me, uh, because Vince is uh I've talked about him on this podcast a lot, but Vince is my favorite athlete of all time and he just he is basketball to me. And Dirk's a little bit behind him, but Dirk's definitely in the top three. But Vince is everything basketball to me and I just I love that guy.
0: Man, speaking of Dirk, let's take a break when we come back. We'll talk about Dirk. Isaac we thought maybe we'd get some Dirk tonight and we did not get some Dirk tonight. Um, on the broadcast crew, they they thought that maybe he would come to Phoenix and play in Phoenix tomorrow night or Thursday night, whenever you listen to this. Uh, so that's the speculation now. I don't know. I don't know if he played the, the second night of a back to back, but it's not like he played, you know, on Wednesday. So it, I guess it's possible.
1: Yeah. i I hope he doesn't. Like selfishly, we want him to make his debut at home. Yes, uh, which could be Sunday against the Kings. Um, the only way I could possibly see it is if it's something like, you know, with it being the second night of the back of a back-to-back, and somebody like Maxi, who's been battling like injury, is like is going to set out, and did Dirk would be like the natural replacement to that. If you see what I'm saying? Yeah to where there would be no question marks as far as, like, oh, how are you going to fit him into the rotation and stuff like that? If Maxi is resting in Phoenix and they're like, hey, let's give Dirk his first run tonight and just play him in the Maxi role and give him 15 to 20 minutes, however much he feels like it, and just go with that. So, but they're, they're going to be banged up. Like, I would be very, very surprised if J.J. Barea plays tonight in Phoenix. I saw his ankle tonight. He was showing us in the locker room, and it looked like a good baseball. That was uh, swollen up. He had it taped up. So I would be surprised if he plays. I know West was a little banged up, but I think I think West will probably play. But um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting if JJ and Dennis do not play. Uh, then it really is the Brunson show, unless they want to bring making up.
0: Yeah, Dennis missed the game again with a wrist injury, and JJ Berea twisted his ankle. Not chest bumping a teammate on the way back, but stepping around a player after he had chest bumped a teammate going to the bench, he was walking to the bench and he twisted his ankle. And like Isaac said, it looked like a baseball. And so he's probably, he, he's probably going to be out. We're not sure. We're, we're speculating at this point. Maybe you know something by now, by the time you listen to this, but um, he is questionable and it stinks that anytime JJ goes out, Devin Harris just becomes kind of useless. <laughs> oh,
1: that's not true.
0: It's not true. No, not not true. The ice climbers, they they do depend on each other though. But JJ, man, eighteen points. He just it's we, we talk about him over and over again. It's just amazing the things that he can do and the shots that he hits are just it's wild.
1: He has at least two shots a game that I just shake my head every time and I'm like, How does he do it? It's like, Oh, that's that's just JJ Bray. I, I will I will say that I'm interested too. If JJ and Dennis do not play, will Rick go with Point Luca and Finney Smith, and put Brunson on the bench because then you know Brunson could play with Devin. You see what I'm saying? To where, um, to where it, it helps out your guard rotation a little bit, or does he just leave Ooh. Brunson in there and then just run like Devin as the backup point or something? Um, but yeah, that's, that's just me just thinking out loud though.
0: I was doing some five man lineup research the other day and the point Luca lineup with Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, Dorian Finney Smith, and Deandre, it was like a minus 17 net rating in their minutes that they've played together.
1: Yeah, because that, the second time that they tried that, I forgot which
0: game it was that they, they started. The first time they, just, they tried it, I think it was in Boston.
1: Yeah, the first the first time they tried it was Boston at home on Saturday night, and that you know that was great. They played and they played really good together. It was the second game that they tried it; they got killed with it. But I, and that that's what really hurt their net rating together. But I, I can't remember off the top of my head what team that was though.
0: I'd still like to see that lineup more though.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, and you can definitely I'll get away easy. with it against the Suns. You can get away with anything against the Suns.
1: Uh yes, without Devin Booker for sure. So um you definitely you definitely hopefully you could definitely try to uh and I would assume wild speculation that Trevor Reza probably won't play either. <laughs> um if he's going to be on the move come Saturday, so I'm interested to see who Phoenix actually does throw out on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Against the Spurs the other night, they started uh DeAnthony Melton Who's on the Suns, by okay. the way, via the Houston Rockets trade? Mikhail Bridges, Josh Jackson, TJ Warren, and DeAndre Ayton. That was their starting five. And coming off the bench, Bender got 18 minutes. Rashawn Holmes got 17 minutes. Troy Daniels, um, Jay Evans, Jawan Evans.
1: I'm guessing. Yeah, they just <laughs> yeah, they just signed in a little bit
0: ago. Yeah, so not a lot. <laughs> not a lot coming off the bench there. For Phoenix. That'll be it'll be interesting. I, I wonder They should, I wonder they should play play into, really well.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that'll play into who Dallas rests and stuff too. If they look at it and they're like, hey, no Booker, no Ariza, um, you know, and they're rolling out some of those guys. I wonder if that will play into all right, this might be a good night to give, you know, some of these guys like that are banged up a little bit a night off and I would love to see him call up Ray Spaulding for a game like this.
0: They don't even if, have to call very, him up. <laughs>
1: well, he's I mean, on, like he's on the roster. Yeah, yeah, bring him up from Frisco and bring him on this trip. I would love to see that. The dude's been balling out tonight, and a, a member of his family sent me a highlight clip tonight. Texted it to me, and uh, and I was just, I, I love seeing his highlights. I, I'm a believer in him. It just, I don't want to say sucks. It sucks for him, but it's a good thing for the maps that it's just all the front court players in front of him right now are playing really good uh, with Maxi and Dwight and Dirk on the way and just all that stuff. So I'm still believing Ray Spalding. I hope he gets a shot soon.
0: Yeah, completely agree. I, I just eventually like to see them, but it's kind of hard when the team is winning, the team's doing well. It's kind of hard to throw a guy like that in, especially with so many centers and Dirk coming back too. when Dirk comes back, it, it kind of solidifies. He's probably not going to play a lot this, this season. But yeah, in the G League, he's averaging 14 points, nine boards, two blocks, one and a half steals. Uh, not shooting great from three, but shooting 47 and a half percent from the field in 28 minutes. So he's he's putting in some work. He's had some good plays too. I've watched a little bit of him.
1: All right, let's... Can I, give him, I want to give him one more shout out to the game tonight. The dance cam, the greatest dance cam I've ever seen in the AAC. I mean, yeah, I posted some of guys, it from the two guys to other like it wasn't just one dude or two dudes it felt like every person they cut to was just great like either funny or just i mean i was the one of the best dance cams i've seen
0: (laughs) shout out shout out to everybody those on the dance cam if you were tweet at us
1: (laughs) what are the chances of that
0: Okay, let's end with this. Can we talk about how we've gone this whole podcast without saying Luca had 24, 10 and 6?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, just another man.
0: night for him again. It's just another night. Uh yeah, um Luca
1: is just he had this crazy pass. I mean, he has crazy you know, plays all the time, but he had this crazy pass in um I think it was the, it was the first quarter to where I tweeted a gif of it, but it's hard to really just grasp it. I, I honestly don't see how he saw J.J. Brea, but he drove the lane, had two two defenders commit. J.J. wrapped all the way to where he's directly behind him from where he started off driving, and he does this hook, like, over his head pass backwards, and it, I just, it's, Brea missed the shot, but it's still just remarkable uh, what this guy's doing, and, they presented him the uh, Rookie of the Month award at halftime, which, you know, he did win it. I feel like he won it forever ago, but oh well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lucas Luca. I mean, I, we don't want to, like, understate, like, his, his stat line, but we literally praise him so much. I mean, is our Twitter name right now the Locked On? Is still Locked On Luka?
0: Locked On Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. I
1: mean, it's just – we we talk we talk about him uh, more than anybody, obviously, and he just had another great game tonight. I I, I want to say that this that this Hawks game, even the Kings, Suns, like that these games mean a little bit more to him. But yeah, I mean, Luca had a great game tonight.
0: Definitely, we talk about uh, we talk about Luca a lot, and uh, somebody we don't talk about enough. It's Cedric Sabalos. And this is the final clip. There's one more on my my Twitter you can go look at, but this is the third clip. (laughs) Ced says, episode three. This is out of context, Cedric Sabalos. (laughs) Presented without context at all. Look here, little kids.
1: Stop (laughs) stop turning me around.
0: Wait, come on. (laughs) Play the whole thing. kids. Stop, stop turning me around. Take your spanking and like it. He's like, no, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to do what I want to do. Said <laughs> says. What? I, I can't even remember what he was talking about. What do he said? I'm going
1: to do whatever I want to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just got the report. Dirk Nowitzki's debut set for Thursday at Suns via Tim McMahon.
1: Let's go. Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki. Tonight.
0: Let's go. What a great way to end the pod. What a great way to start your Thursday.
1: Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. For breaking uh for breaking this news right now that Dirk is, is ready to go. I'm excited. <laughs> we could oh man. We just we need him to hit a good shot over DeAndre Eaton.
0: Wouldn't that just be glorious? Oh, uh, I was gonna say Tyson, but Tyson's not on. <laughs> on The Suns anymore?
1: No, he's on your dumb team. There's um, nobody
0: on the Suns that I'm I'm really even interested in Dirk playing against. I guess shout Aiden. out to
1: Robert Allen who tweeted us and said, "Hey, the MFFLs are hopeful versus good teams and fearful versus bad teams." He said, "Hey, put this in the pod." Yeah, he's and, exactly yeah. he's
0: exactly right.
1: I I, uh, I definitely agree with you on that.
0: So we're uh, we're fearful playing against the Suns, but. Not against the Hawks; they beat the Hawks, so we're happy about that. And Dirk is playing tonight, guys. Get hyped! We'll be back for another lockdown Mavs and another podcast. We'll break down everything that happened in Dirk's debut in his twenty-first season, his his record-breaking twenty-first season. He starts it, but he has not started his twenty-first season yet, so it really wasn't a record until it is going to be tonight. So playing with a team for twenty-one years. So there you go, guys.
1: Can't wait to see Dirk. Dirk's awesome. Luca's awesome. This team is rolling 11 in a row at home. It's insane. Um, just everything, the chemistry that this team's uh, rolling with right now. It's fun to cover this team. Uh, it's fun to write about this team. It's fun to podcast about this team. You guys are awesome. Dirk's debut tonight.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.